Welcome to the To Be Honest Podcast, where your besties dish up the tea on life, friendships, and more. Today. <laughs> a little delay because we have a special guest on here today and we're recording differently than normal recording on zoom so this is new um but i just wanted to introduce our guest um it is my honor to introduce this week's guest amy benitez holly and i have had the pleasure of knowing knowing amy for about 17 years as a mentor sister and friend amy is newly married almost one year um to and when she isn't spending time with her wonderful hubby, Brian, you can find her at an aerial silks class, working on a sewing project or at a local coffee shop, catching up with one of her girls or a friend. Amy is one of the most faithful friends you'll ever have the joy to know, and she fills each of her friendships with so much love, kindness, and wisdom. I think I can speak for the both of us when I say I'm so grateful to Jesus that I have you in my life, and I'm so excited for this episode of the pod <laughs> and all the wisdom you're going to share with us and our listeners welcome to the show we're so excited to have you amy thank you oh. i'm so honored to be here what Yay. an intro <laughs> i gotta um, live up to that now <laughs> you will trust me um yes, yes. what is your drink of the day i am having some peppermint tea Ooh. in a mug that you gave me i did yeah i don't remember that it's just a little beautiful <laughs> <laughs> what about you Hals? I'm having green tea um, with raspberry, some caffeine, you know what I'm saying? Wow, so. the tea game is strong. I know. Uh, <laughs> I am having some Trader Joe's orange peach mango juice. Mm. Nice. Pretty That's good. good. That's good. Good. Well, Holly, do you want to go first? What's your high and low? Okay, Um, well, I would start with low. My low is probably when I, I woke up this morning with a headache, and that's just kind of the worst, but it's okay. I feel much better now, so. um, And my high is, well, since yesterday was Easter, I think it was really fun, because we just hung out with the fam and Emily and, like, all the cousins, and we, like, hit Easter eggs for the kids. That was fun. Wholesome moments. <laughs> so, that's my high. What about you, Amy? <clears throat> um. My low was definitely on Thursday. So I started a new job about six weeks ago and I handled something really badly at work on Thursday and had to like escalate it to a manager and it was not a fun time. Um, yeah. And it was my first like major slip up in this new job. So that's the worst. I felt it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've recovered now, but it took me a bit. Um, and my high was I had Friday off. Um, and I got to get together for coffee with my former boss from my last job. And it was just really good to see him and catch up and hear what he's been up to. Yay. <laughs> my low is that today's just been a very Monday-ish Monday. And mm-hmm. I just kind of woke up and everything kind of just didn't go how I had hoped. It was kind of a little bit of a stressful day. Um... But my high is the fact that it is going to be in the 80s at the end of this week. Yes. And I'm so excited. And I think I, well, I think I want to take Friday off to, because it's supposed to be 80. And I was like, I need to go outside, get some yeah. vitamin D and um, enjoy, enjoy life. Especially because I have a wedding on Sunday. So I can have too much of a weekend. I'm like, I need to get outside. Woo. 
nice. Definitely. All right, Amy, what's your TVH? Yeah, oh. this was so hard to come up with. I don't know how you do this every week. <laughs> I don't um, either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brian and I were like brainstorming over dinner tonight. So here's my TBH. To be honest, teenagers get a bad rap, but they're really cool. And also like, they're just human beings. I, I hate this. But, like, oh, I can't stand teenagers or like, I can't stand kids. Like, hello, you were one once. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I, feel like I respect that. I agree. I feel like when you're going through your teenage years, you have a bunch of emotions that you don't know what to do with, and you're just trying to figure things out. Right. It's not it's very their fault. stressful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. I do mm. prefer them one at a time, or like <laughs> you know, in small groups. But that's how I prefer most people. So it's really no different. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, my TVH is to be honest. All of your friends don't need to be your age. And I feel like 100%. this is like, I feel like that's kind of a thing for a lot of people. They're like, I don't know. They assume like people younger than that. Like they look for friends that are all like their same age. Like if you meet someone who's like your age, they're like, oh, we're going to be friends, which is great. But you miss out on a lot when you don't like experience friendship with people younger than you or people older than you. Like I have friends that are a lot older than me. And my friends are quite a bit younger than me, and they're so fun to be around. It's all about like personality and likes and dislikes, not about age. And I feel like people miss out on a lot of friendships because of like putting a age restriction on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Yes, pro show. What about you, Hals? Um, my TVH. See, your guys is kind of in the same vein of people. This one's a little bit different. Um, but to be honest, I think that when you're traveling it's better to fly than to road trip in my opinion Mm. i cannot stay in the car for like more than five hours i reach my limit i get so bored but if i'm flying even if it's a long plane ride like it just feels like because you're i don't know because you're flying it feels more like exciting it feels like goes by quicker in my opinion um so that's why i like it more (laughs) See, so. I disagree with you. I, I hate This flying. usually happens. <laughs> I get so bored on the plane. Like, I can't stand long flights. Like, the airport's fun and all, but being on the plane next to strangers and you're like, elbow to elbow, uh, no. <laughs> as long as I'm not in the middle seat, I don't mind that. So, mm. the middle seat does kind of suck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right, Amy. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and the story of how your mentorship and how that began? Yeah. So, um, I desperately wanted a little sister when I was little. I remember being like four years old and crawling under the dining room table because apparently that's a good place to pray when you're four and <laughs> just begging God for a little sister. Aww. Like I wanted a sister the way some girls want a pony. <laughs> um. So that's kind of the very beginning, um, this desire to have a little sister to pour into. Um, and then my own experience as a preteen, I was fairly lonely, I would say. Um, and I really looked up to older girls at church and women at church um, and kind of got both responses from them. Um, there were some like older teenagers that I thought were the coolest and they totally ignored me. Um, but then there were women who took the time to say hi to me on a Sunday morning, just remember my name. And that meant the world to me. So when I was 17, 
your two families started coming to my church. And I, at this point, your families had six girls between the two families. And I just decided these are going to be my little sisters. I am going to make them my friends and yeah, mm-hmm. and love on them. And so I did. <laughs> I, I won you over one by one. And didn't take too long. No, no, no I didn't. <laughs> um, Holly was a little timid and afraid. Of I was going to say, probably. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Emily was my best friend immediately. So. <laughs> um, surprising no one. Yeah. So since then, I've just, it's kind of grown, but I've always had a heart for girls in the church. And I mean, everywhere, girls everywhere, but I think the church has really been where I've made most of those connections. Um, and just remembering my own childhood teen experience in the church and how much it meant to me to just have somebody say hi on a Sunday morning. Um, yeah, I just try to reach out where I can. And even if that literally just means saying hi, like at least letting them know, like I see them and I care. Mm -hmm. Well, and I feel like, I feel like for a lot of people that like the initiation part, you know, as someone looking to mentor someone else is Mm -hmm. like really hard sometimes. I feel like Mm -hmm. it it can feel like, oh, like, do they really want me around? Like, am I annoying or like, um, so how, how do you begin mentoring someone and who yeah. do you mentor? How do you initiate that relationship? That's a great question. Um, I think the way I think of mentoring and the way that it's worked in my life is pretty casual. It's pretty low key. Um, not a lot. There's not a lot of formality to it, I guess. So to me, mentoring mostly means being a friend. Only you happen to be a little older, hopefully a little wiser. Um, so you're sort of coming at it from that perspective, but you can just say hi. Um, I did this when I was in my 20s. I noticed this teenage girl in church and I was like, I'm going to make her my friend. Um, and I definitely just like randomly struck up a conversation and she thought it was so weird. I could see it all over <laughs> her face, right? Like, like, why is this grown up talking to me? Like, what is going on? But I want her over. Um, and we had a lot of really good conversations throughout her high school years. And, you know, she's all grown up now and married and, um, that's long in the past, but, but yeah, you can just say hi. And people like, people might think it's weird. Like this girl did, like, definitely the first impression was like, what's happening here? (laughs) Um, but people want to know that somebody notices them in a positive way like somebody cares um and I think that weirdness like people get over that pretty fast because they're just like delighted that somebody's reaching out to them Mm -hmm. um I would say if you're having trouble like finding younger women younger girls to mentor um helping out in Sunday school or youth group is a great way to make some of those connections I helped in my current church's youth group for just a semester. Um, like I said, I prefer teenagers one or two at a time. And so the youth group was just a little overwhelming for me, but it introduced me to a couple of teenage girls that I was able to maintain a relationship with going forward. Mm, that's um, so smart. Mm-hmm. And then on the on the flip side, um, what are, you know, qualities as like a mentee or 
you know, the younger friend that you should yeah. be looking for and someone um, to kind of give you, I don't know, to talk to and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, basically you just want somebody who loves Jesus and loves you. And if you've got that, like you can go far. Amy um, has both. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I would say has a quality or qualities that you admire um somebody you want to learn from um someone who's honest a good listener they're gonna be humble um and I would say if you see a person who sounds like this if you're like you know if I'm saying this and you're like "Ooh, this reminds me of this person that I see around and like I don't know her but she seems really cool if you want that voice in your life it is totally okay to just go up to that person and be like, Hey, I'd love to get to know you better. Like, can we go grab coffee sometime? Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't go up to them and be like, will you mentor me? Because <laughs> that can sound really intimidating. Um, mm-hmm. People are like, what does that mean? What am I committing to? Um, but I have gone up to older women in my church and been like, Hey, do you think we could get together sometime? Like, I'd just love to get to know you better. And they're flattered. Hmm. you know it's not a burden they're just like whoa somebody wants to get to know me and I've made some really dear friends that way um I feel yeah. like in, in that um situation it's it's kind of nice I feel like especially like um older women especially like on the older side they're always like oh like this young cool girl <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah I've talked to so many older women who just assume that the young people don't want them around or don't yeah don't want to hear from them Mm -hmm. um and from all of the younger women that I've talked to that is so not true Mm -hmm. um but sometimes those older women they just don't realize it and so we have to as the younger women initiate yes Um, which which is as much as I would love to be encouraging the older women to initiate and I do when I talk to them um (laughs) sometimes we have to step up and make that initial connection mm-hmm. um, and you can also just just to be clear like by saying hey can we grab coffee sometime like you're also not committing your life to spending an hour every week with this person right like if you don't click that's fine move on right mm-hmm. hopefully you gained something from that little coffee date but yeah right yeah it doesn't have to be like a high pressure thing on either end mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. totally don't know if you don't try exactly <laughs> so here's I feel like uh I don't know a, a harder question but how do you handle the hard questions when the person you're mentoring is going through something deep and I I can speak from experience here um like Amy has been there for me through pretty much every hard thing that I've gone through especially <laughs> in the past uh-huh. m- more so in the past like three years um yeah what do you like and it's been some hard stuff so like what do you do like when there's those hard questions and I don't know difficult situations yeah uh, I would say my goal as a mentor is not to be the one showing up with all the answers like I don't have all the answers and I'm not going to pretend that I do because that's pointless um honesty is huge people of all ages but I would almost say especially teenagers can smell fakery a mile away so don't even try mm-hmm. so true just don't fake it it's it's not worth it um you're just gonna push them away um so be honest be as transparent as you can listen um 
I think I do more listening in those conversations than talking for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Because sometimes like when you're going through something hard, sometimes you just need to process it verbally and you don't yeah. necessarily need advice. Um, so I'm pretty hesitant to give advice. Um, and then the other thing I would say, if somebody is looking for advice, I will try to think out loud and just sort of model how I think through situations. Um, like if I were in your shoes, here's what I would be thinking about in order to make this hard decision, or here's where I would look for answers to these big questions. Um, yeah, cause you know, mentoring is kind of just, you're a little farther along the path of life, but you're just coming alongside a younger friend and walking with them. Um, so I'm not like imparting wisdom from on high. I'm just saying, here's how I do it. You know, here's how I walk with Jesus and what that looks like. And, and letting, letting my friend see an example of that. I feel like listening is one of those things that you do so well. Like, (laughs) I work really hard at it. That's something I feel like I've learned a lot from you is when people are going through difficult things is you don't always have to have the answers. Like, I think I can think of a specific scenario in my head when I reached out to you Mm -hmm. during something really stressful and um, you just kind of like listened and didn't necessarily give a lot of advice. And at first I was kind of like, well, fix all my problems. (laughs) (laughs) But but then like I've come more and more more to like appreciate just like having a listening ear and then like giving you know wise tidbits of advice when you have them but I know that like you know there's not some sort of all-knowing um like (laughs) bank that you're you're subscribed to with all the all the life secrets but it's just nice to have somebody to go through stuff alongside yeah and I think like Mm -hmm. I want to respect your ability to make your own decisions too like I'm not your parent Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, I, I don't want to make decisions for my girls. I want to help you think through how to make a wise decision on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know that I'm always actively thinking about that. I'm sometimes it's just like, oh, I don't know what you should do. <laughs> I literally just don't have an answer, <laughs> but that would be my hope. Ideally that I'm helping you think through oh yeah definitely Mm -hmm. uh let's see as a mentee how can I get the most out of this relationship be honest um Mm -hmm. yeah I can't speak much into your life that's going to be relevant if you're not telling me what's actually going on and what you're actually thinking and feeling um you know, I love my girls and I, I'm not going to be shocked by anything you guys bring me. Um, yeah. And I don't want any of you to be afraid to tell me something because it's just going to be like, it's not going to be a genuine relationship. I'm not going to have that opportunity to, to listen to you and help you process or to offer any tidbits of wisdom that I might have. Um, if you're not being honest about what's really going on. And I also like praying for you all is really important to me. And, um, you know, any growth in your life is God's doing, not mine. 
and I want to be able to pray um, in a way that is like relevant to what you're going through. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I can pray. I can pray plenty without knowing what's happening, but I really like to be able to pray about specific things as needed. I feel like that's also something I used to, I more so used to, also occasionally do struggle with is I remember Amy and I would sometimes get coffee and I was like, oh, this little rock, I, I, I'd hated being, being vulnerable. And so at the time it's probably getting the least possible out of our relationship. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but mm -hmm. Amy has been the most persistent like friend and faithful friend and stuck by me even when I'm like, mm, life's good. When it's yeah. not. I know. But, um, that's something I've I think had. You've to all done that to me on occasion. <laughs> Somewhere. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. That's I think that. All right. I was just going to say that's something that I've had to learn and grow in that area. Mm -hmm. Now, I was going to say, I think because it can be scary to be vulnerable because, you know, I think there's sometimes things in your head. You're like, if I say this, nobody's going to like love me, which isn't true. Yeah. But so, and I think it just takes practice to learn how to be vulnerable, especially with it, you know, you have to know it's a trusted person, but even if it is, it's still hard and you're like, okay. Yeah. And you just kind of slowly, but surely, okay, this is a little deeper this time. I'll be where this time. Yeah. Cause yeah. it does take you practice. to bear your whole soul He's in the first scared. couple of days. Yeah. Right. yeah, exactly. And you, and you probably shouldn't. Like, I do want to reiterate what you just said, Holly, about like making sure that it's a trusted person. Right. Um, that's really important. And you don't want to just tell all your stuff to some random person <laughs> yes um, but yeah. if they've proven themselves to be trustworthy so far like yeah just try try offering a little more and see how it goes <laughs> yes and, the and I think then there's great freedom in combating those voices in your head that say no one's gonna love me if I share this if you right. then are mm -hmm. able to share it with somebody and they do still love you um I've found that really freeing in my own life yeah. Something happened. I kind of uh, both feel like is we've had to kind of get through the feeling of like, oh, like my personality is too big or it's too much mm -hmm. or too loud. Mm -hmm. I feel like my biggest fear was always, oh, like they're going to think I'm just too dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's literally. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. But they won't. Uh -huh. They won't think you're too dramatic. And if they do, they're probably not the right mentor for you. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. What yeah, I come from a perspective of your feelings are valid and they might be bigger mm -hmm. feelings than I would have in that situation, but that, that doesn't mean they're not real. Mm -hmm. um, so if anyone's wondering what they can share with me, that's, <laughs> that's my perspective. We stand. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what are some ways that you've been blessed and ways that you've grown by being a mentor? Like what have you gotten out of it? Because I okay. feel like, you know, I always feel like, oh, I'm here, like, talking to you, telling me all my life <laughs> drama or good things, too. Also, you can tell your mentor a good thing. It's not just the dirt. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> Love hearing the good stuff. Yes. Um, but, you know, what? what's the other side like? <laughs> it's amazing. Um, I like to joke sometimes that my ulterior motive all along was to help raise my future BFFs. Um, <laughs> because that's, like, as you've all grown up. I really have gained some of my most faithful friends in you. Um, but even when you were still very young, I think spending time with you helped me remember what really matters. Like I particularly remember coming home on my college breaks and 
visiting you guys. And I especially remember this one day, just jumping on the trampoline all afternoon and just feeling this freedom from the focus on grades and my other college responsibilities. Um, I was like, oh yeah, like these, these little humans who love me, like this is what matters. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, kid therapy in other words. <laughs> um, and then the other thing, I'm not sure I quite know how, how to articulate, but um, because, well, I don't know if it's because, but partly because like these mentoring friendships come so naturally to me. Um, I've never felt like I have to be anyone other than who I am with you guys. And so to be able to show up at your house and just immediately be greeted with such delight at my presence just for being me has been really um, valuable and powerful for me to be loved just for being me and not feel like I have to be something else or something more or something better like I just show mm -hmm. up and there are hugs <laughs> and there's like let me tell you this random story that just happened last week and whatever like yeah yes that's mm -hmm. been so amazing for me plus then like Emily did my hair for my wedding and my makeup and like <laughs> you know you get little perks like that mm -hmm. exactly <laughs> Aww. um and I think Holly popped this question in here but I just did the last one that was mine yes do it <laughs> credit no, the other one that we just did, I put in. Oh, you put in my, I, I couldn't remember. We made these questions like a month ago. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I just, and I wrote half the intro and then I forgot about it. So I wrote the rest of it at work today. <laughs> Too good. Um, our next one is what are some practical activities for a mentor to do with a mentee? Like if you're like, I don't want to go get coffee every single time or something. Like yeah. what are some ways you can spend time together? Yeah, this was the hardest question for me to answer as I was preparing. <laughs> I usually do just opt for the coffee date because it's easy. I mean, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you ever want to do something else, feel free to throw it out there. <laughs> um, yeah, I I remember once I had a bunch of work. This is before I worked from home every day. I had a bunch of work to knock out that I could do from home. Um, I think it was actually a holiday, but I was like, I just need to knock this out. And so I had holly's older sister over because she had a lot of schoolwork to do and so she just sat there and did her homework studied while i did my work and that was really cool um mm -hmm. you know we helped us both focus i think to have somebody else there also focusing and then we mm -hmm. had time together to chat when we had knocked out our work mm -hmm. um one of my friends has hosted crafternoons she calls them on zoom mm -hmm. um, where she and she and her friends just do crafts in their various houses um, that's that so cute together mm -hmm. I know so I feel like that would that could work well as a mentoring activity too mm -hmm. um, I love the idea of like going grocery shopping together or like just running random errands you guys live so far away from me at this point <laughs> that, that wouldn't be very practical but um yeah yeah if you're mentoring someone who lives closer I think I think just being able to be like Hey, I need to go run these errands. Do you want to come? Um, mm -hmm. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, I like yeah. the idea of just sinking it into like your everyday life. I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I'd sense. love to hear if you guys have any thoughts. 
I think I think the only thing I have to say is like the I feel like it depends on the person and the personality mm. because yeah, totally. there's certain you know friends and people that I know that I know would prefer certain activities versus mm-hmm. others may may not prefer those activities and right. you can kind of like read the room of people a little bit and yeah you know mm-hmm. someone might enjoy a crafternoon and someone might find that very stressful or someone yes. you know doesn't drink coffee and would prefer to go for a walk or whatever right oh but- yeah going for a walk that's a great one I have done that with some of my girls oh, oh yeah love solid. a good walk hot mm-hmm. girl walk yes <laughs> yep Dang. All right. Well, Amy, do you have any parting words for us? Any words of advice, words of wisdom or encouragement? Um, I guess I would say if you're thinking about like wanting to mentor someone, um, and especially if you're like, not sure if you're going to make a difference. Um, I would say I've read statistics that talk about the value of having people in kids' lives other than their parents who invest in them um it really makes a difference even if like it's not it's not you know they invest in them in this specific way it's just having another adult in your life that cares um Mm -hmm. makes a difference in the outcome of kids lives Mm -hmm. um and from a christian perspective there's research showing that kids are more likely to stick with jesus if they've Mm -hmm. seen the christian life modeled by people in addition to their parents um the parents are still going to be the most influential in a kid's life um they just have so much more face time but but having other adults in kids lives really really matters so so go mentor yes <laughs> yes well thanks for, mentors. <laughs> thanks for being on the pod yeah oh, yeah all right well we'll see y'all next week Yes. Bye. Bye.